Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Hi guys, I hope you're well. As always, before we run into this week's episode, we're going to share the itinerary with you so you know exactly what we're going to be discussing on this week's episode. We were joined by a very special guest in Lawrence Figaro, who currently plays for League Two club Leighton Orient as a goalkeeper. And he shared with us his new regime on a day-to-day basis now with the impact of uh, COVID-19 and how uh, the virus has affected him in his uh, personal life with his family, as well as uh, training with his team. We then uh, had a bit of a deep dive into his career, given the fact that he's uh, played for a number of different clubs and had uh, great experience um, uh, at these different clubs and working with uh, different coaches, managers and, and players too. Um, we spoke a bit about his uh, um, uh, club currently, uh, Leighton Orient, and, and how he's finding things there since his move uh, in, in January. Um, and we asked a few other questions um, and, and got his thoughts and, and views on um, these uh, various topics. So stay tuned. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As always, I'm your host, Budge. Joined by my faithful two co-conspirators, Dot and Dej. Gents, how you lot doing? I'm good, Budge, man. How are you, bro? Well, yeah, feel, feeling good. You know, we're, we're, we're adhering to the uh, government guidelines and, and really um, working on this social distancing thing. Definitely, um, man. Testing I've... out this, uh, this, this, this new software that we found, aren't we? Definitely, man. Even me, like, I've just been, you know, self-isolating because I was feeling a few symptoms. I had a bit of a cough. So I've just been taking right. it easy, but now I'm feeling back to my best, man. So I'm good, bro. Yeah, mate. You you want to make sure you uh, uh, blend some ginger, turmeric, and honey, mate. <laughs> You've been listening to the mum's WhatsApp groups, didn't you? Hundred <laughs> percent. How you doing, anyway, Dej? How's it going at your end? 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Obviously, just um, using my time wisely. I think a lot mm. of people have been complaining, oh, we're isolated. But again, like if you can do a lot of things, you can take an yeah. online course, you can read some books, you can enrich yourself. And, and that's the yes. route I've decided to take, man. 100%, man. 100%. It's a, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. Um, and yeah, um, listeners, I, f- I think you're going to enjoy this uh, this episode. It's going to be a very, very entertaining one. Um, we we apologise in advance um, uh, if there are any issues with the sound, like we already alluded to, because of the fact that we're having to, um, you know, stick to the social distancing and whatnot. We're having to find different ways of of, of recording our episodes, um, and so we're all in in our our rooms. Um, and using our, our headphones and whatnot to, to record. So uh, just just a heads up. Um, but we did promise that we would give and continue bringing content. And that's exactly what we're doing. Um, and we are joined on the line by a very special guest. Um, he currently plies his trade for League Two Club Leighton Orient as a, a goalkeeper. Um, he's had spells at uh, both Spurs and Liverpool as a scholar and also been at a few other clubs um, during his uh, his senior career, enjoying it, uh, in, including a four-year stint uh, over at Swindon Town. He's uh, uh, English-born, but of uh, Chilean descent, uh, born and, and, and raised uh, in, in the heart of the city in, um, in Kentish Town in Camden. I know uh, when we were younger and growing up, uh, we all... Uh, were advised by our parents, especially our mums, to uh, to save our pennies. I think uh, he he definitely took this quite literally because um, I, I don't know how else you'd be able to save uh, five thousand one p coins to pay a fine uh, to, to, to a club. Um, but we're gonna we're we're gonna go into that in in a, in a little while. Um, without further ado, we welcome Lawrence Vigaru to the platform. Welcome, Lawrence. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Lawrence. Thank you for having welcome, me. Man. Welcome, appreciate Lawrence. it. We really appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're 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 a busy guy. Um, you're obviously still training at home, and you've obviously got two little ones to uh to look after. Uh, so we we understand how hard and difficult time is to come by when you've got a young family. So we do appreciate you uh, you taking the time out to to have a word of us. No, I appreciate you giving me the chance to be away from him for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Get before, my sanity before... back. 100% mate 100% now um obviously we're going to speak a bit about your career and 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 the you know different clubs that you've been at and, and a bit about your experience but first things first of course it is the buzzword and it's what everyone's um speaking about at the moment uh COVID-19 uh the coronavirus um let's start off with with that you know what what kind of uh impact has it had on on you in terms of your sort of standard day-to-day life and and, and that kind of thing yeah it's had a big impact you know I'm so used to being outside training and, and stuff like that so now I'm I'm almost locked in the house so mm. it's, it's been a bit tough but no I understand the reasons for it you know it's obviously yeah. people's health is more important than 22 lads kicking a ball on a pitch on a Saturday yeah. so <laughs> even though it hurts that we have to be in all day um I think it's for the for the greater good so I think we I think we all understand yeah. that and the main thing for us is just keeping fit I think 100%. So how, so how was your like your training uh, uh, schedule and regime differ to what it usually would be would be like? How are you staying or trying to stay fit and that kind of thing? What, what well, we have a we have a um Leighton Orient group chat. So right. all the staff members and all the players are in it and uh, the fitness coach Mikey he'll, he'll he'll put in a PDF every day of what we're going to do the, the following day. So it would be like mm. runs around the park or we have to do 5 kilometers in sub 25 minutes something like that so it's right. you know we and and the worst thing is we've got to screenshot it on an app 
and then put it in just to prove that we ain't done it. That proved that no, we've done no it. Hiding. So you can't be skiving off or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part of it because otherwise I, I wouldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> How are you finding it though? Because usually as a football player, you're always working towards something. But during this last week or two, there's been like, you know, uncertainty. There's been no clarity. So how is it mentally for you training, but knowing there's probably no fruits at the end of it? Yeah, that's the, I think that's the hardest bit of it, you know, like, because we're in, we're in a bit of limbo at the moment. We don't know whether it's going to gonna continue again. We, I was reading the, the news the other day about football and it was saying that they're not sure about April 30th now. So it could be another couple of months before we start playing again. Mm-hmm. So we, we just we just ain't got a clue. All we got to do is just keep fit. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing, you know, like we're, we're running and we don't know whether we're running to go back to football or mm. we're running for the sake of running. We don't know. Do you know what I mean? So in that sense, it has been really tough. But I think for me, I feel like I, I wasn't that fit anyway. So in terms mm. of cardiovascular running around the park, because I'm a goalkeeper, I don't run that much. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. much fitter now. I reckon I could play centre mid now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel for me that's good for my my sanity. And you know, me and the missus have been running around, been doing it together. So, yeah, she's been coming with me. We've been running around the park together. So, I think it's just good for us, for her especially. You know, she wants to keep fit. So, I think yeah. for me having someone with me it makes it easier. You know, otherwise I'd be running around the park at six pm at night on my own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think that helps a lot. So I'm happy with that. So has there been like a, you know, especially um, tailored program for you as a goalkeeper or are you doing, you know, the same things as all the other players? No, I'm doing the same thing as them. Mm. So that's why my head's mm. gone. My head's gone a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. running the yeah. same as I'm, uh, centre mids running. So I'm mm. just thinking, my head, oh, when I come back for goalkeepers, especially because our training is completely different. So yeah. like when we come back in, it's going to be a bit tough to, because our, 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 what we, what we use in our training is completely different to what they use. Do you know what mm. I mean? They, they're running around for 90 minutes. They're doing 10, 11 K per game. I'm doing 4 K per game. Mm. But mm. I, after a game, I feel shattered after a game because of what I have to do. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I have yeah. to concentrate and I'm diving, got to get up quickly to try and make another yeah. save or do you know what mm. I mean? So it's just like, it's completely different. So when I come back, I think it will take me a bit of time just to get back in the rhythm of, being a goalkeeper, mm. do you know what I mean? Reflexes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the reflexes and all that. And whatnot. So you yeah. see the club, have they told you like to work towards a specific date? Or is everything well, just what they've still been doing up is, they, they've been To be fair to them, they've been updating us quite a lot, to be fair. So they've just been saying that as soon as they know something, they, they put it straight in the group chat. So the last we heard is that, you know, that the date's going to be on the 30th, that they're trying to resume on the 30th. We're going to come in at some point next week or in a couple of weeks. But a couple of the players in our in our squad have got it, so mm. wow, it ma- means mm. that means that we got to be off a little bit longer. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I know it's a bit hard not seeing the boys, but at the end of the day, I think it's just making sure everyone's fine. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that's the most important thing. So as the club, the club's been really good though in that sense. They've been they've been they've been updating us re- yeah. really regularly. So I'm happy with that. So what, you said you know a few players in the squad have the COVID nineteen. So what what players have been affected by this? To be fair, we don't know because the club they did tell us, uh, but we have right. okay. a lot. A lot of us trying to find out, but no one's saying no one wants to own up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, hundred so. percent. Outside of of work, um, how are things at home? Because obviously, like you, you, you know, you, you've got two uh, little ones. You've got a five year old and a, a one year old. 
um, now they're having to sort of stay at home. Are you having to do like homeschooling and, and stuff like that? How are you, uh, uh balancing, uh, the, 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 um, chores at home with, with the missus? Are you having to do the washing up and she's doing the laundry and that kind of <laughs> thing? Nah, How does it work? She's been cooking. To be fair to her, she, her cooking has been really good. You know, I didn't mm. appreciate, I didn't, I don't think I appreciated it when I was, when we weren't, when we weren't, uh, when we were training. Yeah. Now, yeah. now we're not training. I'm here every day. I'm having lunch with her. We're having dinner, having breakfast. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, wow, you know what? You're actually a really good cook. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing yeah. the teaching because, yeah. you know, I just give her a bit of space. Like I let her, she stays with the little one and then I'll, yeah. I'll do the teaching with the five-year-old with my daughter. Right. So yeah, yesterday, um, Friday, sorry, we was doing, um, 3D shapes and we were doing right. edges and vertices and, all of that stuff. I didn't even yeah. know how much edges a, a cube had. I had to go on Google. <laughs> I'm thinking, why does a five-year-old need to know how much, how much edges a cube has? Do you know what I mean? I didn't know. And then we had to work it out. And obviously they're giving it to you on a 2D paper. So you can't see all the edges. So I had to go on Google, mm. show her the edges. We're counting it together. And I was learning with her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like, a bit difficult and also Honestly, i've been I, reading hansel and gretel i think we've read that story about 15 times for our work so <laughs> honestly i'm sick and tired of that, that yeah, story yeah, now. So next week i think is little red riding hood so i'm going to read that about 30 times so, <laughs> so how else well have you been keeping you know yourself busy as well how else well have you been like winding down the time is it box sets what else have yeah you been to be doing? fair um disney plus just come out so i've we've bought that mm. For that, mm. we've just been we've just been watching a couple of the Marvel films, been watching Netflix, and then to be fair, uh, we do like a me and the missus we do like a workout before bed, you know, like the ones on YouTube where they do it with yeah. you. Yeah, we've just been doing yeah, that yeah. just before yeah. bed, and then I go to bed, I'm shattered, so I wake up early. No, it wake me up early in the morning, and then the day starts again. So it's just yeah. To be fair, to, to be fair, the time does go quite quickly when you have kids, mm. so it's you just got to appreciate the time you spend with them. I think you yeah, know what I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's, that's a good shout. All right, that's, that's, that's good to know. Um, we're we're going to move on now, um, Lawrence, and we're going to, um, as we said, go into your career. Now, obviously, um, as, a, as a scholar, you, you, you obviously started off at, at Brentford, but had stints at um, Tottenham and, and Liverpool as well. What, what was that like? Um, training, uh, you know, that, yeah. those, those are top facilities, you're, you know, you're, you're in and around top players and, and top coaches. What, what was that sort of the best uh, possible start for you in your career? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I got released from Brentford at 16. Uh, mm. so it was tough for me, you know, um, getting let go. And I went on trials everywhere. I went Barnet, Stevenage, uh, quite a few clubs, uh, Aldershot mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they were all no's, you know? So I got to the point where I was thinking, what am I going to do? Because I was at Brentford, mm. I was convinced I was getting a scholar there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, mm. um, and I didn't get one in the end and I had to go back to college. But what I did is I went to like, you know, those is like, so Spurs did like colleges. So it's like a foundation yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went there uh, and the coaches that we had, they worked for Tottenham. So they would do like the academy in the evenings, but in the day they'd be with us. So like, mm. we just like 16, 17, 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the first year, I found it really tough, you know, like obviously we trained every day, but like the standard wasn't as good as what it was at Brentford, if that makes sense. But mm. there was good players there, but it just wasn't, as good. Do you know what I mean? You're just thinking, yeah, yeah. I'm at college here and I've got to do study. I've got to work every day. Mm. Got to the second year. I was there. So I did one year there in the second year, halfway through it. Uh, Spurs needed a goalkeeper to train, just a training goalie because I don't mm-hmm. think, I think one of them got injured or something. 
in the 18 and under 18. So I went in there and uh, to be fair, I was meant to only be there for a couple of weeks. I ended up staying for about five months. I was training oh. there. And mm. then, uh, yeah, they gave me a year contract and it was like, it just went from there. But I'll never forget that um, when I was signing for Spurs, because obviously I've come into football now, I've gone into, I've gone into getting a scholar really late. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is unheard of really. So I remember the, um, the education officer, he went up to my parents when I was signing and, he, and I'll never forget it. He said to them, listen, just because he signed for Tottenham doesn't mean he's going to play in the Premier League. Doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Most important thing is his education, which is, you know, to be fair to him, he's right. And yeah. the best thing about that was that it kept my parents' head level. Do you know what I mean? It didn't let yeah. them get their heads Keeps get you too grounded. big and then they put pre- yeah. high pressure on me and stuff like that. Because a lot mm-hmm. of kids these days, they have a lot of pressure from their parents. You know, it's sad. Like. But for mm. me, because of what he said, you know, I never ever thought that I would ever play in the Prem. Do you know what I mean? It was always, mm. I've got to just take this chance and just live every day as it comes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was, it was, it was like that. And then, you know, like I went into Spurs and I went from in, in the space of three months, I've went from um, playing in front of no one for college. And mm. in three, four months, I'm playing Barcelona or White Hart Lane in the next gen series, which was like the equivalent of the Champions League yeah, under 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like massive whirlwind. And it was like, mm. uh, after that game, we lost two nil and they had some good players playing. They had the Dharma Traore. Uh, Sandro from Everton, the one that used to be at Everton, yeah, yeah, yeah. was playing Sergi Sampa. These are really good players. Yeah, like. Sampa. And I'm yeah, from playing yeah. at two o'clock on a Wednesday to playing at White Hart Lane in front of five thousand. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like after that game, I realised that you know I, I didn't look out of place. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy this now, like, and just take every training session as it comes. And mm-hmm. you know, to be fair, like I could have worked a little bit harder. You know, I could have been even. I could have been even more into it. I worked mm-hmm. pretty hard, you know, being honest. I think I could have worked a lot harder. But well, in terms of you know, extras, I enjoyed or, it, you know. When you say work harder, does that mean outside of the training pitch or whilst you're at the training base? Uh, I mean, like, I mean, I could have done a little bit more gym, you know. Uh, we had a really good goalkeeper coach, Tony Parks. He was, uh, he was very good. Like, it was, it was very strict, but he was good. Mm. And, you know, he gave me some good advice. Like, always said to me, you must always do the bits in the gym. It's very important. Uh, and to be fair to him, I, I, I listened, but I didn't listen as well as I could have, you know? I think I could have mm. been better. And to be fair to, to Tottenham, they did everything for me in terms of... Because my mum doesn't live far from the um, the training ground. It right. maybe 10, 15 minutes. So it could have been easy for me to get there, but they still put me in digs. Because mm. they wanted me to think, live, breathe football. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, no and in the beginning, I found it very difficult. You know, I lived 15 minutes from the training ground, my parents. And um, but I was in digs. I only saw my parents on a Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Saturday evening and a Sunday and then I'd have to go back to Diggs and I wouldn't see him for the week. And I was thinking, I can always go out, but they wanted me to think, live and breathe football. And I think that really helped me, you know, in terms of like, adapting to living away from home. So that was the first time. Mm. I remember you, you know, you know, after your stint at Tottenham, you moved them to Liverpool. And I remember actually, you know, seeing you around the team sheet and I was like wow like you know you were highly regarded as, as a top young talent how was it at Liverpool how was it working under you know John Atcherberg um, who's one of the best goalkeeper coaches in the world and how was it under Brendan Rodgers yeah um, well the move to Liverpool come about because my coach at Spurs left to go to Liverpool 
and uh, he must have really liked me because he took me with him like in the summer so and who was the coach uh, again sorry Alex Inglethorpe. Okay, yeah, yeah, so he's oh, yeah, very yeah, highly yeah. regarded. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's probably one of the one of the best coaches. One of the best coaches I've, I've worked under. Like in terms of, he lives and breathes football. Like he is on it every day. And uh, yeah, he, he, I must have left a good impression on him because he took me up there, and it was, you know, I, I thought in the beginning going up there, I thought it would be hard. You know, like I, my missus was pregnant at the time with with my daughter, and uh, I've gone up there, and she she was not she didn't come up with me initially, you know, because she had college and stuff like that mm. so it was tough you know I was living up there alone I had to learn to cook I had to learn to clean I had to learn to do laundry <laughs> all of that on my own mm. um but it was good like I got to work under Brendan Rogers, who I, who I find is an unbelievable motivator like he could make you believe that you're one of the best players in the world just just by him speaking to you and he gives you that that confidence you know that that, mm. that you need in football because I think that's the most important thing in football because everyone's good you wouldn't be playing football yeah. if you wasn't good, a good footballer. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. But if you have confidence, you become a different animal. So, and he, and he was really good at that. And with John, I've never met anyone love the gym more than John Achterberg. Oh mm. my word! <laughs> and I've never known anyone work as hard as him. Because in terms of his sessions, wow. Some days I used to dread going up there to train. Mm. I'd just be like, you know what, this guy is gonna he's gonna put you for your bases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, <laughs> but to be fair to him, it, he's really good because. He gets you ready for a game, no matter what game it is. It could be a 23s game, 21s game, 18s game, whatever it is. He'd mm. get you ready for it because he'd have you doing extras. You'd be doing extras. You'd be in the gym after with him. Day before a game, he used to tell me when he was playing for Tranmere, he'd be he'd be in the gym the day before a game doing a massive upper body session. And I'd be looking at him like, what? So how are you going to catch a cross if your arms are dead? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. no, nah, he, was, he was proper on it. And you can see like with the way Alisson's playing, I think uh, he's he's put he's left a big imprint on his, on him at the moment. So Alisson's like one of the world's best goalkeepers, and he's improved. Mm. I feel like he's improved at Liverpool. So that's mm. all credit down to John, John Atterberg, I'd say. I remember, mm. like you know, during the time I remember around maybe 2015, 2016, John Atterberg was actually coming under fire. Um, a lot of Liverpool fans were saying that you know he's not you know a competent goalkeeper coach and. I think Mingile at the time was making a lot of mistakes, a lot of um, comical errors and, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans were disgruntled. So how does it feel like to make a mistake? Because a lot of the times um, you can have your technique right in terms of your positioning, you can move the distance to the ball and then your your hand lets you down. Do you class that as a mistake as a goalkeeper? Because a lot of the time, we're very quick to be lazy in our analysis and say, oh, that's a goalkeeper error. How do you see it as a goalkeeper? Um, I just feel that, like, there's a lot of people out there that that will say, you know, that that will defend goalkeepers to the hill. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, goalkeeping coaches. And I'm not one of them people. You know, I feel like if you make an error, you made an error, just make sure you make the next one better. Get yourself back in credit. The only bad thing is with goalkeepers, if you make a mistake... It's highlighted because usually it's a goal. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's just it's just making it's just being aware of that. So so, so what would you say is an error as a goalkeeper? Oh, you know, there's, there's I've there's been a couple. I've had a couple. You know, um, for Swindon against Peterborough, I went to get a one-two. We used to do a goal kick where we do one-twos because we used to play out a lot, and uh, I just panicked, and the striker just took the ball off me and scored. Like the easiest goal he probably ever score. Funny mm. thing is, he's my teammate now, so he don't let me ever forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just it was just it was really difficult because it's really you know it is really difficult as a goalkeeper because 
if you make an error, it's just that's it. It's, a, it's usually is a goal, mm. and you're, you're uh, the last line of you're defense. the last line of defense. So it's mm. it's, just, it's very tough in sorry, that sense. You have just, to be very very strong mentally, I think, to play in goal because mm. some games you might not even touch the ball for for like thirty minutes. Do you know just, what I mean? And you have to be concentrating yeah. the whole time. And if you have a lack of concentration. You know, you, you won't be able to play in goal, I don't think. Last question mm. for me on this topic, because a lot of the times we see, you know, goalkeepers get labelled as, oh, I had weak hands. Do you class that as an error as a goalkeeper? Weak hands? Yeah, for example, uh, you get a strong hand on it, but it still goes into the back of the net. Yeah, I think that's more to do with positioning, I'd say. Mm. You know, I think I think positioning for me in goalkeeping is, is, is so important because if you get beaten at your near post, a lot of people say, ah, oh, goalkeeper should do better there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And and I feel I feel like I think a lot of people are quick to accept uh, goalkeepers are quick to accept that if it goes into the far corner, ah, oh, you've got no chance because it's gone into the far corner. But if your position is okay and you almost anticipate where the ball is going to go, do you know what I mean? You have a better chance mm. of saving it instead of ah, oh, make sure the near post is covered so I don't get beat the near post and then no one can blame me. And if he puts it in the top corner on the other side, no one's going to blame me anyway. I think you should hurt you either way if it goes in. Do you know what I mean? And this mm. is where like. A lot of goalkeeping coaches, a lot of goalkeepers, they don't, they, they're very, they're very goalkeeper union-y. Do you know what I mean? They, they, yeah, yeah. They, they'd rather it go in, the, they'd rather it go in the far post than in the near post. But I'm just one of those. I'd rather just save it. Do you know what I mean? And if it goes mm. in near post, yeah, all right, well done. If it goes in the far post, great finish. Like nothing I can do about it. As long as I'm happy with that, you know what I mean? What can you do? do you know, sometimes it's a great strike. You know what I mean? You can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had a quick um, question, Lawrence, um, and, and perhaps one that I should have asked a bit earlier on, uh, but 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 is sort of quite fitting at this point, which is basically like a two in one. So the, the first uh, part of the question is, um, I know initially at the beginning of your career, you actually played as a striker before switching to a goalkeeper. So yeah. I, I guess I wanted to ask what the reason for the change was. And the second part is, do you feel like the time that you were playing as a striker helps you now as a goalkeeper because you're a bit familiar with the the mentality or, or, or you know, st- some of the movements and, and things that a striker might do in front of goal? Yeah. Um, so I started playing in goal. It's a funny story, actually. Um, mm. So I, I missed the school trials for um, when I first went to secondary school mm. and uh, all the positions were taken. They didn't have a goalie. Right. So right. I used to play in goal in my area when I was growing up. Yeah, but like just for fun, like, and I always used to be okay, not great, like, but I was just playing goal. If no one else wanted to go and go, I'd go and go. Yeah. But um, I never owned a pair of gloves. Anyway, I've gone into school and I missed the school trials, and uh, I really wanted to be on the team. I, I was desperate to be on the team, and mm. um, I said, "Oh, you know what? I'll go and go." And then from there, that's how I started playing in goal. So I was winning goals starting at about twelve, I'd say. Right. Okay. And um, yeah, from there, it just went from there. And um, yeah, it was it was actually thinking about it, it was probably the best decision I ever made because I don't think I was quick enough to play on to play on pitch. So right, okay. I would never have made it outfield. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good I think it was a good switch. So yeah, I'm really happy with that. And um, yeah, I think I think in terms of the movements and stuff, I think I think just because I've been around a lot of very good technical players, you know, like and yeah. I used to and I used to study. That those kind of players and what they the instincts of them for example right. for example at Tottenham I was with Harry Kane and Harry Kane every day after training finishing 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 and you just like you get 
you watch it or you, you're in goal for them and you just like almost get an idea of what strikers are thinking. Do you know what I mean? When they're in that position, mm. they're one-on-one or they're getting it and they're going to shoot straight away. You almost get the idea of what, where they want to put it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Would you, say, would you say Harry Kane's up there as like one of, if not the uh, best finishers you've, you've played against? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, does, does it make it undisputed number one? It, you know what I mean? It? it was just, yeah. it was just every day, relentless. Two hours after training, he's still finishing. The fitness coach mm. had to go and drag him in because he was doing too much. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Every day yeah. he wanted to do finishing every day, and it's yeah. like, to be fair to him, look at where he is now. England this captain, is it. Spurs. Yeah, it's paid off for him a hundred percent. You know, and it's he deserves it. I, I you get, he, he should get all the credit in the world because of how dedicated he was to fit being a, the best finisher there was at the club. Mm. Because he was, mm. he was by far the best finisher at the club, and there was Soldado there, other players. Adebayor, wow. Adebayor was so there. So even at that time when he was sort of making his way through the youth ranks and whatnot, you felt that he was that uh, accomplished a finisher that like he was always gonna be a yeah, mainstay yeah, yeah, yeah. in the, in the first team, yeah. Always, he was the best, wow. he was the best finisher. Oh, you know what? I tell you what, I lie. The, Jermaine Defoe was up there as well. Wow. Jermaine Defoe yeah, he's a what bagsman a he was. Yeah. he's been yeah. a bagsman everywhere he's gone really isn't he he's got, he's got yeah goals. yeah he's still playing now he's what 35, 36 and he's still he's scoring Rangers. goals <laughs> yeah I he just think it's a... something that you don't lose you know like that finishing yeah, you know what I mean yeah, yeah. just don't 100%. lose it yeah Lawrence what I wanted to ask you about was the mindset and the mentality of being a goalkeeper obviously there's only one shirt available and sometimes there's like what three four goalkeepers in a squad yeah and maybe sometimes you've been a number two or number three. So how is it like having to like adjust your mindset, knowing, you know what, I'm not going to play today unless there's a massive, massive injury. How, how is that like? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, like when I first went into Tottenham, there was four goalkeepers ahead of me, four or five, I'd say. But the, yeah. the, the three of the, the top, the first three goalkeepers were Kudicini, Brad Friedel and Gomez. <laughs> It's like, what chance you got there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is why I used to think in my head, you know what, I'm, that's, why I used to, that's why I used to say to myself, just enjoy every day of training. You're learning from three goalkeepers that are all have extensive experience in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you can't ask for much more. Do you know what I mean? In terms of that. So I think that uh, for them, I mean, for me, sorry, that they were, they were, they were unbelievable. So I'm learning bits of each one. And then on top of that, that's the most important thing, I'd say. You know, just learning off each goalkeeper. Because even if you're not mm. playing, you can still learn. Every goalkeeper is different. So every player is different. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you can so, learn. So how would you class off. yourself, Lawrence? Would you say you're a number one or cover goalkeeper? Yeah, because... I think most I of my career, I've played, since I've been playing senior football, I've been a number one. So I've played, I think, 150, 160 games now. Which is, to be fair, coming from where I come from at 18 years old, I never would have thought I would have got to 160 games ever. Do you know mm. what I mean? So mm. it's so it's, it's for me. I'm happy. I take each day as it comes, and you know, uh, and we have we have um, at Orient we have two young goalkeepers that are that are behind me at the moment. Very very talented. You know, one of them, Sam Sargent, dies for everything. Will we'll, um, <laughs> block everything. If it hits his face. If it breaks his nose, he's safe. You know what I mean? I'm a bit different to that, you know. I feel like you know, I'm too pretty to get in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't really like when we do blocking. I always say to the goalie, I don't want to do too much blocking today, please. But um, <laughs> no, nah, Sam, Sam Sargent, he'll just go into everything, you know. And and mm. you learn off that and you buzz off that. You feed into it, you know. You're like, yeah, you know what? I want, I want to be like him in that sense. 
So yeah, Lawrence, I'm more of a goalkeeper that's I like to play with my feet. Mm. So I like to pass out. I'm more of a modern goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So Lawrence. And, uh, yeah. No, sorry. I was just gonna um, quickly, you know, um, chime in. Would you say you'd rather be, you know, playing consistently and regularly for, let's say, a League Two or a League One side, rather than being like a number two or number three in the Premier League? Uh, you see, like I've been number two a few times, and uh, well, when when I was at Swindon, I was number two for a little bit, and uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, being number two. I I, I think mentally, I haven't got it. To, to just be a number, just settle and be a number two. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I always want to strive to be the best at the club in my position. I always got that's that's the mentality that I have. So, yeah, I I would find it tough. I think I'd rather play as a number one in mm. League Two, League One than being number two in the Prem, number three in the Prem. Obviously, the money's probably better in the Prem, but mm. I think mentally, after a while, I think in the beginning I'd find it easy, but over over a while, I think I'd struggle with it. You know, just just training and you have nothing to look forward to on a weekend, just sitting on the yeah, bench. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I just, I think I'd find that tough. Also, what I wanted to ask as well, Lawrence, is that um, obviously when you're training with your goalkeeper, sometimes three, four in a group, how's the dynamic? Because obviously there's only one shirt, only one can start over the weekend. Is it a bit frosty or does everyone want each other to do well or has it varied from like club to club? No, no, no. It's it's been very similar because I think goalkeepers, you have to be a tight knit group because otherwise, if there's a hole in it, I think uh, it will show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you almost have to, you have to help. You have to bite your, bite your, bite your tongue. Just help the goalkeeper that's playing because end of the day, you want the best for the team. It's not about you in the end. Do you know what I mean? You got to, you got to want to win as a team, as a unit, as a group, as a squad. So I think even if you're not playing. And I've been in that position a few times. I think you've just got to, you've got to um, help the goalkeeper starting. Because at the end of the day, I've always been told that it's not it's not the goalkeeper's fault. He's playing ahead of you. The manager's fault. It's not his fault, but it's the manager's decision. So you can't take it out on your teammate. It's your teammate at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you have a problem, you go to the manager behind closed doors. You say, why am I not playing or this and that? But you don't go and, and ruin his, his warm-up or his session. And I found that when I was younger, I was very mature in that sense. I used to always take, not take it out on the goalkeeper, but I'd be fuming if I wasn't playing. And I, mm. I re- I've, as I've grown up, I've learned to realise that that's not the right way to be, you know, especially like you get a bad reputation or, do you know what I mean? So it's just making sure that you, you help the other goalkeeper in everything that he needs, you know, because everyone's different and everyone has different warm up and you might not agree with their warm up, but you've got to do it because you're getting him ready. Do you know what I mean? Mm. 100%. So I, I just think that, you know, if you if you can help and it helps the team win, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, Fair so point. also, Lawrence, we want to, you know, break into to what's happening now at Leighton Orient. Obviously, pre-season, it was tragic events for the club, losing Justin Edinburgh, you know, fatally by, um, I think he had a heart mm. attack or something. God, God bless his soul. Yeah, so, mm. yeah, so how, how has the season panned out? Because obviously you're coming off from a promotion. So has it gone as expected or what's been the goals for the season for the club? Uh, to be fair, you know, I, I come in January. So it was, I come halfway through the season. Okay. And uh, to be fair, like the club is, is one of the best clubs I've ever played for in terms of the way it's set up, you know. And uh, obviously the news in the, in, the, in the summer, last summer, yeah. tragic. It's so sad, you know. Sad, I played yeah. against t- um, Justin Edinburgh's teams before and he always had a very good unit. Very hard mm. to break down. 
very quick, very good teams. And, you know, it's sad that he never got the opportunity to lead lead the team that he did so well with last season into League Two, you know. And uh, I think for the club, it's been very tough, you know. Obviously, all the players have had to deal with having an interim manager, which was Ross, for mm. half the season. And they got a manager in. This is all before I come, by the way. Manager in for a little bit. And then Ross, became, Ross went back to being an interim manager. Yeah. And then now Ross has got the job. So it's been topsy-turvy. And uh, I've only come towards the end of it. And um, to be fair, the boys have been good as gold. You know, obviously, everyone wears their Justin Edinburgh Foundation badges and you know, it's a really sad, it's a really sad thing that's, that could happen. Maybe the worst, mm. it's probably the worst thing that could have happened, you know, coming into the, coming back into the league after a few years out of it. And I think um, the good thing is the group is really good. You know, like they, everyone sticks together. Uh, we always, everything's dealt with in-house. Everything's done in-house. Nothing gets leaked out. It's all, it's a very, very good group. So I think, uh, I think we've got experienced players like Joby McEnough, who's, Played for Jamaica and Gold Cups and Copa Americas, and he played in the Premier, Premier League, League with well. Reading. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So we have people like that, and he's just a leader. Just he just he just runs runs everything in terms of the playing side with the boys. So I think uh, he's he's very good, and everyone has utmost amount of respect for him. And I think that helps because he's like our bridge between the players mm. and the and the staff. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it helps having someone like that. You know, 100%. I've never really had anyone like that before in my career. So it's just. It really does. Um, it really does help us, and I think uh, you know the targets. I think were to for us to finish as high as we could. You know, when I first come in, that was we had a meeting, and that was that was that was um, what was said. And uh, to be fair, we've done really well recently, and now because of this COVID nineteen, sort of ruined it a little bit. But you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Just got to be ready for whenever the season starts up again. Mm, from the out, from the outside looking in, you seem like a fan favourite and almost like a cult hero. So how is that feeling to have like such a strong relationship with your fans? Uh, yeah, it can be good and bad, you know, because it's good in the sense of, you know, I feel, I feel like the fans have taken to me, you know, and I think that helps me personally, but I just feel like, you know, it's a lot of pressure, you know, like you don't want to let anyone down. And I have pressure anyway, even if I'm just coming, when I first come into the club, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to try, to try and be as good as I can. And that's, that's all I can do at the end of the day. I can't do much more. I can live with, I can live with, with trying my best and not being as good. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been good, but I've been, I've, I've really enjoyed it. You know, the best thing for me is, is that it's the first time I've been playing in London for like six, seven years. So I get to be with my family, I get to see my parents, you know, it's just, it's just I can't really complain in that sense. So mm. I'm really happy here, to be fair, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Fair point. Um, I, I know we've um we we sort of moved on a little bit, um, Lawrence, and we're obviously speaking about you know w- w- how things are currently at, at Leighton Orient. But I uh I I absolutely can't um not ask you this question that I alluded to uh in in the intro, and that was uh uh during your your sort of stint uh over at, at Swindon. At this point, you were you were a loanee. Um, and, and there was a certain incident, um, that you will be very familiar with. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you've been asked uh, a number of times on, um, but we've, we've, we've absolutely got to ask you the question. I think I'm going to so, write a um, book on it. <laughs> I, think, I think you should, mate. I think you get, you get a, yeah, you get, you get a few quid for it, mate, honestly. Um, but, but, but so obviously there was, there was this occasion where you, t- you turned up, uh, late for training and you got fined. Um, and I, I, as far as I'm aware, the fine was 50 quid, right? And you decided yeah. to, um, to pay this fine in 1p pieces, right? So 
5,001 yeah. 5, pieces. I, I, I just want to ask what was going through your mind when you when you were, I don't know how you were doing it, were you withdrawing all of the pennies from your piggy bank or did you, did you, uh, did you go and, tr- you know, go into the bank and try and get change for, for 50 or whatever? What was, what was, what was the, f- the thinking behind doing that? Uh, well, to be fair, uh, not, I went to the, I went to the dentist, I had two fake all night, right? And, yeah. uh, I, I called the dentist up in the morning saying I need to go because I had a toothache. I needed to get it sorted because I couldn't even sleep at night. Anyway, I've gone to the dentist and, uh, obviously they sorted it out. I don't even remember where it was, but they sorted it out. I've got to train in about 10 minutes late. So mm. the fine initially was 150 pounds. Right. But. I told them, listen, I'm not paying it because I went to the dentist. I was in a lot of pain. And if I didn't go to the dentist, I would have, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't have come in. So mm. you should be happy I come in, whatever. Anyway, they lowered it to £50. I still said I wasn't paying it. So there was like wars going on at this point. Like It was just like, <laughs> almost, it wasn't about the money. It was more of, you should, principal. You should just yeah, pay it yeah. as, a, as a respect to the boys. It's on the fine list. You shouldn't be late to train and whatever. Mm. I still said, you know, I'm not paying the fine, whatever. That's just the London in me, I reckon. Like, yeah, I'm not paying. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like exactly what I done when I just had a parking ticket as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, listen, I'm not paying the fine, so get over it. Anyway, they said you had to pay it. So I went out to train. It was a Friday. I'll never forget it. It was a Friday. We were playing Colchester on the Saturday, and um, usually on the day before a game in training, we do shape. So it'll be like eleven v eleven. They give us the pictures of the game. So, of the game that we're going to play on the Saturday. So, they'll say, like, they're weak in this area. So, exploit this player or exploit... Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, so I've gone to run towards the team that's starting to the goal. And the manager has called me and gone, Lawrence, you're not starting. Like, and I was starting every game this part. I played every game. It's like, you're mm. not starting. You're on the other team because you're late. So, from there, I lost my head, right? So, as I was driving <laughs> back home from training, um, there was a Barclays bank like, on the way. So I've gone mm. to the bank and uh, <laughs> I said to the woman, like, uh, could I, I don't know why, I don't know what it was, but I remember saying I was going to pay it in pennies and the fitness coach that we've got at Orion, I remember him saying to me, don't do it. Like, I know what you're thinking and, and I know what you want to do, but don't do it. And if you're going to do it, don't bring it in on the match day. So with that advice, I didn't listen to it at all. So I went to the Barclays <laughs> Bank. I went. I asked them, could I have £50 in pennies? The woman looked at me. She's like, why do you want that? I just said, I need it. I'm paying a fine. She goes, okay. She gives me £20 in pennies, £20 in two peas, and a tenner in five peas. And I didn't realise that every little bag is a pound. <laughs> you know, the little money bags. Yeah. So I, had, I had like 21p bags, 22p bags, and 10 5p bags. <laughs> um, I've gone back to my apartment in Swindon and... Uh, so I'm thinking with these little bags, if I give them if I give them these pennies in these little bags, it's easy for them because they know that each bag is a pound. So mm. I just I could just give it and then mm. they'll just go, all oh, right then. Do you know what I mean? So what I did was mm. I sat there, I'll never forget it, I was sitting in the balcony, I remember it was quite sunny. And I was just sitting there, listening to music, opening up the bags and emptying it into my backpack, each bag. <laughs> so that it wouldn't be easy for them to for them to just go and do you know what I mean? And I always regret it because I, I should never have done it. But So we've gone into the game Saturday and the fitness coach always reminds me of it. He remembers me walking through the corridor at Swindon, going to the changing room and my bag was jingling. And he, and he said to me, he pulled me again. He was like, don't do it now. Like, don't do it. I've just walked in the changing room. I dropped it onto the fine person's um, seat 
walked out. All the fifty, <laughs> all the all the coins in that backpack walked out. And I remember everyone was fuming at me. This is like before the game, like do you know what I mean? How I'm like it's it's something that I would never ever do now. You know what yeah. I mean? But I feel like <laughs> me doing it has made me realise that you kind of act like that. But I was only 20, 19, 20 at the mm. time. Mm. And I was very immature. And uh at the end of at the end of the game, we lost. And um I went into the changing room after the game and I literally just went in the shower, got showered and got ready. This is before the managers come in after the game. And uh I was ready to go. And the um I felt really bad because like I felt that the whole group blamed me for the loss, you know? And and to be fair, mm. I would take that because I should never have done that on the match day. I should have always done it on the on the training day. It would have been taken more as banter, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah because I did it on a match day, it wasn't taken as banter, which is why I think it got leaked and went everywhere. Because I think a lot of people do it, I reckon, that pay fines and pennies for banter, you know? Mm. But I think if you do it on a match day, obviously it's more yeah, serious. Yeah. You should never do it on a match day. Mm. Yeah. But, and uh, to be fair, like I felt really bad after. And this is the part of the story that, that no one ever reads, is that I actually took the bag back with me. I took it back and I, gave, I paid in notes before I left. Right. But like, yeah. no one knows that. Everyone just thinks I paid it in pennies. So like, I'm tarnished yeah. with that. Oh, I paid it in pennies. I paid in pennies. <laughs> but I didn't. I just, yeah. I took, so I withdrew all the pennies from Barclays, left it there. And then after the game, I took it back and gave him the notes anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like, what's the point? And uh, the manager at the time, he said to me, uh, just go back to Liverpool. Uh, we don't want you here. So they said they were going to cancel my loan. So I've, I've driven up to Liverpool on the Sunday, had a meeting with, with Alex Singlethorpe on the Monday and he was fuming at me. Mm. I've never been so scared in my life. <laughs> and uh, to be fair to him, you know, he said to me, like, I don't want you here. Like, you, you, you've gone alone. You're playing League One football at the age of 20. When you're back here. You're, you want to play 21's football? You don't want to play 21's football. So what are you going to be doing here? It's going to be a training goalie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then, you know, like, it was, it was sad. I apologised to the, to, the, to the captain at Swindon. I apologised to the manager and by Wednesday night, he texted me saying he wants to be back in Thursday and I had to release a statement saying I apologise because it, to be fair, it blew up. Like, it yeah. went all over. Mm. It went everywhere. Mm. Like, I don't know how these journalists got my number and that, but they were texting me saying they want to do an interview. <laughs> people from Chile, people from Argentina, America, Australia. And I was thinking, how do you get my number, man? All these people have my, my number, man. I was like, what the hell? But, um, yeah, it blew up. Like, when it, I think it came out on the Monday. So it was just like carnage. My phone was just exploding. And like, no, no, one, no one knew. My mum didn't even know. She used to watch a programme called The Right Stuff. I don't know what that is, but I used to come on TV on a, week, on a weekday. And apparently they were talking about it on Monday morning. Like it was like a, wow. a segment wow. of the show. Wow. Like, oh, should you, would you be able to pay things in pennies? And then they said my name. My mum rang me and she was like, what? You paid a fine? In, what are you doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it was just, it was madness. But I think in the end, I, I, I learned to realise that, you know, you can't do that. Do you know what I mean? Especially on a match day. Because if it was me playing and someone did that, I'd be fuming with them. Do you know Definitely. what I mean? Definitely. It's negligence. Yeah. It's, so it's... it was just, and we lost that game. Yeah, we did. We did lose that game 2-1, I think it was. And I think, you know, from from there, from then on, you know, like in terms of stuff like that, I never do it on a match day. You know, like mm. I'll never do anything on a match day anymore because I just feel like a lot of people, they, they for a match day is everything to them. For me, I'm a yeah. bit more laid back and, I will I have a laugh before before a game, but some people they they won't speak before a game. They you know what I mean? Switched on in the zone, of, yeah. And for me to go in there and and dump a fifty thousand or five thousand pennies in there, I think is very unfair and and not professional at all. So, mm. I think if that's one of the biggest regrets I've had in my career, it'd be that because 
I think no matter what happens in my career, I'll always be remembered as the guy that paid the fine and pennies, you know? So <laughs> I'm trying to change that, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you sound very contrite in your apology, to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got um, one more question from me. Um, yeah, like when you think about all the goalkeepers around, there's a lot of perception, you know, surrounding black goalkeepers. You know, we see Andre Nana at Ajax. We see Francis yeah. Uzzaho for Nigeria and Bryce Samba, who's playing for um, Nottingham Forest. Um, the perfect point in case, I'll say, is I remember in the Champions League last season, um, Anana, the Ajax keeper, he's a goalkeeper that plays with a lot of risk. And yeah. you can see the commentators, they were sort of saying, oh, it's a bit dodgy here when he was trying to play out yeah, from the yeah, back. Yeah. When it's like Edison, it's like, oh, what play? This is a this is a, another outfield play on the pitch. Throughout your mm-hmm. career, do you think you've been, you know, maybe hit by these like stereotypes? And do you feel it within the game that there's like a negative portrayal of like black goalkeepers? Yeah, of course. You know, um, a few weeks ago, I was I was I was listening to a book, The uh, Secret Footballer, and uh, he was talking about how a lot of people they don't real they they feel that if there's two black centre backs as well, for example, they can't play good mm. together. Yeah, I've heard mm. Dumb and Dumber, you know, coins. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then, yeah, yeah. but then you look at the what's the best team that's won the Premier League? The Invincibles, no? Who's the two centre backs? Campbell mm. and Torre. So mm. like, it's just like it's a stereotype that I, I feel like shouldn't be made, you know. And it's sad that people make that set because I've watched it, I've watched a lot of Anana and I think he's outstanding with his feet. Yeah. I think he's very confident. And I feel I feel like you're right when you say that if it's Edison or Allison, they do a pass or any other goalkeeper to Stegen, they don't really get mm. the oh Man Manuel Neuer as well. Manuel Neuer. Manuel Neuer's made I see Manuel Neuer like in the World Cup. He's trying to play as a centre mid, loses the ball, they're going to break and South Korea score. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah. if that was Anana or Anana, um, or bright someone else, they'd get crucified for that. Manuel is just like, oh, you know, he's a maverick. You know, he just does what he wants. Like, nah, nah. It's the same for mm. everyone. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's sad, but I feel like in my career, I don't I don't think I've really had so much of that, you know? I think it, to be fair, um, when we were at Swindon, uh, there, was, we, there was two of us, two black goalkeepers, me and Reese Charles Cook. Um, he's uh, at Macclesfield now, I used think. to be at, uh, and, uh, was at we were both together one and two. Mm. like the only black goalkeepers ever in the history of the football league you know what I mean it's <laughs> yeah. just like and to be fair I, um, a lot we used to laugh about it a lot you know me and him because mm. I, I was really close mm. with him and um, just look at each other and be like you know like, can you believe that there's two black goalkeepers here uh, mm. together like you don't really it's unheard of like, you don't see that at all yeah. I reckon there was a lot of stereotypes on us too as well like oh dodgy it's a bit dodgy you know, <laughs> to like, be oh, fair yeah. he, he's 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 also quite good out on on pitch as well. I've actually played he, oh, a, a, a tournament with him, and he's absolutely phenomenal on on. No, pitch no, he's too. unbelievable with his feet. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd yeah. say he's probably he's got he's got a better weak foot than I have by a mile. He can ping it with his left foot, and he's a joke with his feet. I watch him doing he's doing skill challenges and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a Honestly, very very good yeah. with, his, with his feet, and I think yeah. that's the way the game's going. I think you'll see that a lot of a lot more black goalkeepers will start playing. I think now because mm. I think that. That you know, like because we've been raised on the streets, we play with a lot of guys that are street footballers. So mm. we're all, we have to be good with our feet, otherwise we just get stand out. And you know what what it's like on the street? Like they'll just they'll just batter you. They'll be of like, course. "You're terrible, man! You can't play with us." Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. to be sink or swim. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Especially for us growing up. So I think now I think it, you'll see a lot more because I think that's the way the game's going now. You know what I mean? Everyone needs to, you have to be good with your feet now. 
no matter what level you're at, if it starts in the Premier League and then in a couple of years it filters through to yeah, all course. down yes, yeah. through yeah, the league. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, and I feel like in a few years you'll see a lot, a lot more goalkeepers, white, black, mixed race. Doesn't matter. They'll all be have to be good with their feet, otherwise they won't play. Definitely. You know what I mean? And it's simple as that's the way the football's going, and that's why I feel like a few years ago I feel like I was almost a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of. I was always good with my feet. That was the main thing. For, that was my best attribute. Mm. I had to be good with my feet because if I wasn't, what what I'm good at goalkeeper. Every goalkeeper should be good at shot stopping. Should yeah. be decent at coming for crosses. But not every goalkeeper is good with their feet. And I feel like that that mm. helped me get to where I got to. You know what I mean? It helped me get to Liverpool. Helped me get a loan. My first football league loan. I, I skipped League Two. I went straight to League One. The way we played at Swindon had to be good with your feet because if you wasn't, you wouldn't play. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it was just like. You have to be, you almost have to be ahead of the curve in that sense. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, that, and I felt like it, it felt like it really helped me. Definitely. Um, fa- final one for me. I know we're um, pressed um, and strapped for time, but very quickly, um, you're 26 now. Um, you're approaching, you know, the prime years of of your career. I would say as a goalkeeper, probably at the age of 28, 29, you're probably playing at, you know, the peak of your powers. Yeah. What, what you know? Can you see yourself playing at a higher level, or are you settled where you are at the moment? Uh, of course, I want to p- try and play as high as I can. You know, uh, I've been making a few jokes to the boys at Orion about how much I love it there, just simply because I can see the family and the kids every day. So I said to them, "Listen, I'm going to retire here because, I, and if I don't retire here, I'm not leaving the M25 again because <laughs> I'm not going to live up north or going to live abroad or nothing. But staying in the M25. So, nah, it's just. I love it. I love it at Orient. And uh, I am very, very settled. The family's settled. You know, they've got the kids in school. I've got my daughters in school at the moment. Uh, the other one has a child mind. Uh, uh, Mrs. is um, doing, she's doing university. So we're very settled, you know. Um, mm. But of course, as any footballer, or as anyone in any job, you want to try and get to the top of your, of your profession. So of course, I have that hunger to, um, to get as high as I can. But you know, as for me personally, I, I I was chasing that dream for a long time. Didn't materialise because of mainly because of the penny incident and other incidents that I've had in my career. Because um, that obviously gives you a bad reputation. So then people go, oh, maybe not. You know what I mean? So, mm. um, but in terms of yeah, we're all set, we're all very settled, and I think if we if we get something better, yeah, we'll take it. You know, if it comes up, but. I just main thing for me is I want my family to be settled. I want them to be happy. You know, I want them to be able most to see their thing. her parents yeah. every day, or I can see my parents whenever I want to see them. You know, I think that for me yeah. is the most important thing. 100%. Wow, that's been amazing, man! It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah sick yeah, insight really... into the life of a goalkeeper. You know, yeah. we've never had it. it, and I think you, you know, covered every turn in terms of insight into you know the day to day of a goalkeeper and what you're going through and. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for that, Lawrence. Yeah, really no, honestly, thank you for having me, guys. I think it was honestly, I think honestly, been really it's good. been it's been it's been great, and the, t- the time's really really flown. And just like uh, Dej said, there, um, it's it's been great. It's been a learning um, uh, experience for us as well. Definitely, I have my sure, notepad like, out on board. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, this is it. You know, I'm sure our listeners again will, will, will really appreciate the insight, um, and 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 ha- will will have um, 100 learned things that they they weren't uh, aware of before. So. So that's been that's been really really uh, appreciated, um, Lawrence. I, I want to say all the best for the rest of the season, but we don't know if if, um, <laughs> if that's actually going to be uh, that's actually going to be the, the case. Rest of the season behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, 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 so stay fit, you know. Keep keep up with the training and whatnot. 
um, and 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 uh, reading Hansel and Gretel to the little one and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, enjoy enjoy the time. You know, like, you know, it, it is. You know, whilst it has been uh, a difficult time for all of us, I think we can all appreciate the fact that we we now have time to spend with family and loved ones that we wouldn't have um, otherwise. So so let's just let's just take advantage of the time and and appreciate it uh, uh, whilst whilst we can, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that's the most, I, again, that's so important. So yeah. seeing the kids and putting a smile on their face every day, I think that's, this is that's it. for me, that's everything for me. 100%, mate, 100%. All right, I think we're going we're gonna to leave it there, listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in up until this point. As always, uh, a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore TBG. You can also follow us on Instagram at pod underscore TBG. You can consume our content across various platforms, um spotify soundcloud apple podcasts if you are listening in on apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave a five-star review because your engagement and your reviews go a long way to helping us build our products and our platform Bush, don't before forget i forget and i yeah i knew <laughs> was gonna remind me you can also um make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't yet already um there's some great content on there and there's more to come watch this space um, and continue to share the content and and let your uh, friends, family, uh, work colleagues as well know that they need to subscribe to the platform as well because we've got bigger and better things coming. 20, uh, 20 so far has been a difficult one, but yet still we we, we, we keep sort of pressing on and, 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 and striving to bring you guys great content. Um, Lawrence, do you want to really quickly plug your uh, your Twitter handle in so, so the followers know where to follow you on? Uh, my Twitter is um, LawrenceV93 and that's the same for for Instagram. So Fantastic. So guys, get following. I think we've covered all bases. Dot, have we covered all bases? Yeah, all good. Big up, Lawrence. Thank you so much. Big up, no, Lawrence. 100%. Big up, big really up. Yep. Yeah, so until the next episode, listeners, over and out. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.